0: Good day, everyone, and welcome back to the Proverbial Podcast. I am your host, John White. Um, normally, I would talk on uh, the Book of Proverbs. I uh, I think that that's a um, not a misunderstood book, but a not an effectively used book in the Bible. I think there is so much wisdom. In, in the book of Proverbs, that uh, that people don't take advantage of that. I mean, even even though they're they're sayings, they're sound bites from a um, a day gone by. But I mean, you know what? Truth and wisdom from three thousand years ago is still truth and wisdom today. Uh, but that being said, um, there's there's been something on my mind that uh, I've been trying to get out, but it's just one of those things that people have been stuck on for about a a hundred years now. Um, Yeah, it's kind of like the book of Revelation. Now, with everything happening in the world, uh, the first thing you think of is is Jesus' words, there will be wars and rumors of wars. There will be earthquakes and famine. But I mean, even Jesus said... All of these are the beginning of birth pains. So it's not, you know, that this is the end. Jesus himself actually said that, no, this, this is just the beginning. We have taken the Bible out of context. We have manipulated it just in the past 100 years or so to, to point to, ooh, it's going to be close. We're, we're in the end times now. So, when when the Bible speaks of the end times, it describes some intense warfare. But Jesus' point seems to be that war has always been war. And until he establishes peace in the Millennial Kingdom, there's always going to be war. So there's always going to be wars and rumors of wars. So we can't really use that to predict the end times. I mean, even, even Jesus said, I don't know when the date is. Only the Father knows when that day is. And you know what? That's okay. That's cool. Because honestly, I mean, I've been thinking about this for a while. I've been um, talking about it with friends and things like that who are all caught up in, you know last days and oh it's got to be close and my my youtube feed it's probably not the same as everybody else's youtube feed but uh i go through a lot of of pastor stuff and um you know discipleship stuff and things like that but i noticed once you start watching some videos uh of the end time teaching and things like that the algorithm throws in some other glorious quote unquote stuff about the end times and you know the the doom and gloom, and we are we are in the end times. And uh, I saw one the other day: seven facts that proves that we are in the end times. You know what? If they had YouTube when Jesus was around, they probably would have been doing the same videos then. Seven facts. You know what? Christians have been persecuted from the beginning. There have been wars since the beginning of Christianity, there have been persecutions. There have been famines. There have been false messiahs. I want Christ to come back as much as everybody else does, but we have to educate ourselves on what is true and what is real, what is fact, and what the Bible teaches. And I have been watching a lot, of, a lot of really good teachers lately on, on YouTube. I like to listen to uh, Mike Winger. If you are unfamiliar with him, he is a, uh, an apologist out of California in the United States. He, um, he teaches from the perspective of biblical thinking. If it's not biblical thinking, or if it's something different than what the Bible says, then we really shouldn't be thinking about it in those terms. You know, so we should be consulting our guidebook, and we have the most fantastic guidebook that has ever been printed. It is reliable, and it is true, and it is inspired totally by God and the Holy Spirit. So I don't want to sound too preachy, but somebody was preachy to me and made me rethink a whole bunch of things, but we need to read our Bibles— and we need to understand the scriptures for ourselves instead of taking other people's words for it. We still need to be fed, um, say at a at a church, or a, a prayer meeting, or a house meeting, or or a Bible study. We still need to be fed. But you know, if you've been in if you've been in Christ for a while, you need to be fed solid food. You need to feed yourself solid food. You you can't just take milk and and mushy stuff. You need to digest it. You need to take it in, think about it, keep it, and then speak it from your heart. Like I've said before, read your Bible. And I mean, I, I, I remember this song from Sunday school. And actually, um, not too long ago, the whole congregation sang it at, at one of the churches we visited. And it's Read your Bible, pray every day, and you'll grow, grow, grow. And you know what? I, I thought, okay, yeah, it's a Sunday school song, but then I thought about it afterwards, and no truer words can be spoken or even sung about. You, you need to read your Bible every day, and God has said His Word will not go out there and fall empty. Even if it stays in your heart and, and you don't spread it out there, you don't, you don't discuss it with people as long as you're keeping it inside. Then you can start thinking biblically. And then you can start living biblically. And then you can be that light unto the world. You can be the light unto someone else's path. You have read and understood the Bible and what Jesus wants you to do for a correct and proper life. Um, I just did a Bible study on the Ten Commandments, and if you if you went to Sunday school, you know the Ten Commandments and they're they're not that difficult to read, but to go through them and think about what they mean in today's modern society. Commandment number one is you shall have no other gods before me. I know in North America, we have so many things that we can put up as idols, as gods, maybe unknowing we start worshiping and that's a terrible thing so in in north america we are not persecuted like they are say in in africa or some sort of islamic country where even just a rumor of you blaspheming muhammad can get you killed or or speaking out against allah can you know get you killed your family killed your you know your your house burned down and the whole bit we we in north america don't know that type of persecution and i think well i think as as north america starts turning more into sodom and gomorrah i i think the righteous living people will will have that awakening come soon but we will never know what it's like to defend our faith, to defend our Savior under life and death terms, like they do in other parts of the world. So we have it easy on one hand, and yet we have so many things that distract us from God that that's on a different hand. You know, we, we set up our cars and our, our homes and, and perhaps a trophy wife or husband as idols that distract us from the love of Christ and, and don't get me wrong, um, you know what, I was in that place years ago, I was very house pride and, you know, sorry, house prideful and, and all my money was going into keeping up a house that, you know, I could not afford to have. But look at my house. Look how beautiful it is. We have two cars. We've got three lovely children. And I can barely afford to make ends meet. Well, actually, to be honest with you, I couldn't afford to make ends meet. And it became a struggle. There was problems in the marriage. Um, you know, kids went without going on school trips and things like that. And yeah, it was it was awful. So wh- when I tell you, you know, we we need to do this, I'm telling myself that and I am... I am only speaking from experience. I would, I would never preach something that, that I don't need to learn or that I have not gone through. So please don't don't take this as chastisement. I have been through it, so there is... I'm only speaking from experience and trying to save you from the heartache that I have gone through and that my family have gone through as well. What we need to do is proclaim the gospel of the kingdom of god throughout the entire world as a testimony to all nations and then the end will come and that's matthew 24 14. so we can we can see tsunamis and earthquakes false messiahs that happened very like i mean right from the get-go even even while christ was around there was people claiming to be the Messiah there was famines there were there there was earthquakes there was wars and rumors of wars I mean the, the Christians in Rome I mean were just sport they were kibble for the lions and they spared no one families went in mothers fathers children everyone went in but they all went in knowing that the gospel of Christ is, true. And that's what we need to do. We need to live like the gospel of Christ is true. Now, there was disciples. I mean, we don't know exactly how many disciples. Well, okay, there was 12 disciples, but but how many more people were around in the upper room? How many people exactly saw Jesus after he was raised from the grave? These people died knowing that the gospel, the Messiah, had come, that God's messenger was real. And they died. They didn't all get together and say, okay, Jesus is, you know, we're going to make money off of this. Because they were tortured. They would have given it up over time if this was not real. Paul was already, you know, Saul was already persecuting the church. And then years later, he saw the living Christ and he changed completely. Talk about a 180. He went from killing people in the church to saving people for the church. And that's all Christ wants us to do. Christ wants us to live for him. And when you hand over everything to Christ, he gives you so much more your life becomes more full. Your life becomes more free. I had on my other podcast a guest, and, and we were discussing medical issues. This, uh, this woman has uh, endometriosis. And, and after the interview was over, um, we stayed on and, and we spoke about 40 minutes. And, and we had discussed, you know, we were on the same medications and things like that. She was on Lupron, and that was the same dose that i was on for the prostate cancer and you know we we were talking about the different medications the different treatments and and she asked me she said you know how 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 do you overcome the fear how do you you know overcome the fact that this this could be life altering or life ending and you know quite frankly with without a pause i said I have Jesus, and I know if I die, I know where I'm going. I have given up all control that I thought I had before to him, and it's all in his hands. No matter what I do, no matter what I say, no matter what I think, I want it to reflect A biblical lifestyle, a Jesus lifestyle. This term probably hasn't been used since the late 60s or early 70s, but I want to be known as a Jesus freak. I want to be that guy where you walk in a room and it's... I already get... (laughs) let me digress a bit here. I already get that from my brother-in-law. At Christmas, at Easter, at any time we get together, I am the one who gets to pray for the, the, the blessings that we have for family, for friends, and for food. It's always Uncle John, we'll, you say grace, and Uncle John just grabs that bull by the horn and just praises the Lord. And I am thankful for that. And, it's, and my brother says, you know, he's, and he'll, he'll say it to other people that, that don't know me, And he'll say, you know what, he's a Christian, but he's one of the good ones. He'll tell you what he believes, but he won't force it down your throat. And quite frankly, I don't think Jesus wants you to force it down people's throat. But he wants you to live like you're going to speak the words. He wants you to be that lampstand in the middle of the room, shining brightly. So that's why we need to read the word every day. And when you do, you do start to change. And honestly, I, I, I am, again, speaking from my heart on this. I, I have started reading the Word every day, I guess, for the past two or three years. And yeah, I'll be honest, after I got the cancer diagnosis, I, I dove right into the Word. Not, not blaming God for it, but trying to understand my circumstances, and you know what? You, you don't always have to understand your circumstances to praise God. I was doing a, a Bible reading um, this week on Job 1, and uh, for those of you who don't know Job, the book of Job is in the Old Testament, and Satan is in God's throne room, and God asks Satan, hey, where have you been? And he said, uh, you know, I've been I've been roaming the earth, prowling around, you know, doing my thing. And then God said, have you checked out Job, my servant? And the devil said, yeah, he's, uh, you know, he's kind of a cool guy. But I bet if you took away all the stuff that you've given him, because he had thousands of camels and, and thousands of sheep and goats and hundreds of oxen, I mean, he had like seven children. I mean, he had servants. I mean, this man was like the Bill Gates, the you know, the richest of the rich of that time. But Satan said, "I bet you, if you take all that away, he would curse you. He wouldn't know what to do." And God said, "Challenge accepted. You can do anything you want." but take his life. You cannot take his life. Satan said, okay, deal. Game on, as it were. Satan had people steal his cattle, take his sheeps and goats. His children were all killed. His, a lot of his servants were taken away. He was wiped out in one day. And he sat down and wept, tore his clothes, put ash on his head, and he praised God. God, And I had to play that again because I was listening to it in the car on my way to work. He lost everything. But the first thing he did was praise God because he was so blessed and he was still alive and his wife was still alive. So no matter what your circumstances are, it's not the end. Praise the Lord. Because a lot of his friends came by and, you know, after a little while, they just said, you know what, you might as well just curse God and he'll kill you. And then just get it over with. Because you've obviously done something wrong and you need to repent or curse God and die. And Job just continued on. He questioned God, but God came down and spoke to Job. So we need to read the Bible. We need to memorize the Word. You don't have to memorize it like, you know, oh, you know, in this chapter, this happened, and blah, blah, blah. Just know the stories. Know what Jesus said. I mean, if you've got a red-letter Bible, I mean, you know, my friends and I joke, what do the red letters say? And that is, that is a big thing when you open the New Testament. What do the red letters say? Because those are very important. I mean, all of it is important. But Jesus, think think biblically, which is basically understand the red letters. So I, I hope this, this helped somebody out there because, I mean, there are wars. In other places, there are rumors of wars. There are false messiahs even today. There's a guy in Russia that claims to be Jesus. He grew out his beard and his hair to look like what we now equate Jesus with? There's famines. There are earthquakes going on. I mean, there was one not that long ago that almost wiped out what, you know, the Auckland Islands there. But Jesus says, chill. All of this, all of these things are just birth pains. These are the beginnings. So what we need to do as Bible-believing believers is get out there and proclaim throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations the gospel of Jesus the Christ, and then we will usher in the new kingdom. So the ends of the world, the gospel has to be preached. So that's up to us. We need to get out of our chairs. We need to get out of our churches. We need to get off the sofa, even at work. We need to live like we believe in Jesus. And if you don't believe in Jesus, please email me at thejohnwhiteproject at gmail.com and I'll uh, I'll send you some information on, on what we do believe. We believe that Jesus was the Son of God. He was crucified for our sins. We believe that we were all sinners and when Jesus died, he took our sin away. And all we have to do is accept his forgiveness and live for him. And we will live forever in his kingdom. All right, everyone, that is it for me. And I will let you go, but I will see you next time on the Proverbial Podcast. God bless everyone and have a great day.